to another episode of Family Juggles. I am glad that you're here. I know that it's been a while. I really try to kind of step back a little bit during this season and focus more on what was going on around me. I also decided that I would be doing the podcast monthly versus every other week just for time's sake. I have a lot going on all the time and while I do enjoy the podcast and I hope you do too, it is a bit of a time commitment. So this will be the podcast for April and I'm glad that you are here listening. So Easter was this past weekend and we had a very busy Easter. The kids were off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so they had a nice little break. Isabella was here with her friend. My nephew was there. So we had a busy house. We had a lot of kiddos running in and out and just a lot going on. Um, but our Easter was really good. We were able to make it to church in person, which we hadn't done in about a little bit over a year. So that was nice. We had been watching online and it felt good. It felt good to be back worshiping. We had a great weekend or extended weekend. We were able to clean out the garage a little bit. We have the bulk pickup coming this week. So we got rid of a ton of stuff, which feels so liberating. I love getting rid of stuff. Before, I think we would just kind of hang on to things like, oh, we may need that. And then it sits, it sits forever in our garage. And guess what? We never used it. So I'm really liking the feeling of just look, if it hasn't been used, just get rid of it. We had date night Friday night. I had a photo shoot over the weekend and just a very productive weekend filled with lots of family time, which is the best thing to do. Although we didn't get much rest time, so that's probably, hopefully, next weekend. Today, what I wanted to discuss is I got a call maybe like two weeks ago from one of my aunts who really was looking to book a trip for her birthday. She just wanted something easy. She didn't want to do a lot of research, and she said she had been getting some phone calls about vacation packages. And she's like, I'll probably just call one of those places back. And I was thinking, holy moly, I don't know if I would ever do that. How do you know it's legitimate and not a scam? So right now, just because of the times that we're in and the unemployment rate and everyone is kind of struggling financially, there's a lot of scams going on. I see it a lot at where I work people are getting creative. They're getting creative in their ways to scam people, which is unfortunate. And I would hate for anyone to be scammed, period, you know, but especially a family member. So, you know, I just told her, I was like, you know, just be cautious when you do something like that. Cause you know, how do you really know that it's a legitimate thing? But then we got to talking and I kind of concluded that she really didn't know the first step in booking a vacation. What is the best way to do it? She wanted to get a good deal and she wanted something all inclusive. And I mean, for people that don't like planning things, I could see this as being overwhelming. So I decided I should do a podcast on some tips that I've learned from traveling, planning our vacations, which even if you do enjoy planning, 
you could definitely benefit from these tips. Maybe it's something you haven't heard of, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you just want a tip. So we got the travel bug, I guess, once our youngest was old enough to travel with. Traveling with babies has got to be like the hardest thing ever. Just the amount of packing involved and transporting in the airport. And then when you get there, you have to have a car seat or taking the car seat on the plane with you or, you know, just making sure there's a crib wherever you're, it's just too much for me. So we had traveled a little bit before Alex was born. And then when he was born, we really tried to minimize any kind of traveling just because it's so stressful. And the amount of stuff you have to take is just extra stuff, you know? So once he got a little bit older and it became more manageable, that's when we decided, hey, so this is the time where we want to do vacations with the kids. We want to make those memories and it has been great. Yeah, you know, you're packing up three kids, so it's work, but it's not as much work as if I had to pack up, you know, pack and play strollers, toys, diapers, like it's not as extensive. So I started doing our family bookings myself. I mostly do the budgeting now. Throughout our marriage, we would go back and forth. Like I would do it, Christian would do it. I would do it, we would both do it. And so now I kind of mostly do it and then I run it through with Christian, you know, like once a month or something. And so I'm really conscientious about finances because that's kind of my department. So I like to do things where I get more bang for my buck, if that makes sense. I don't like to spend a ton of money on stupid things. So if we're spending money on it, it's because I feel that I've done the research. I feel like we're getting a good deal and we're not just spending to spend. So what I like to do is I pick a destination And it could be like anywhere, really. We could go wherever. We usually decide, you know, do we want to do a beach vacation? Do we want to, you know, do a wintry vacation? How far are we trying to go? How many days can we go? So I'm very flexible with our dates. And I think that is important, especially when you're going to include airfare. So having flexibility is important. I know that when you have kids, there's only certain times you can really go the summer and extended breaks, like holiday breaks. But just know that when you're going during these times, you will be paying more because guess what? Everyone else is going during these times as well. If you go during low season, that's really when you're going to get the best deal. But I understand that not everyone can go during low season because you have kids in school or because whatever, you know. So a lot of the times we end up doing summer vacations in the summer because our kids are off and it's not practical to pull them out of school for a week so we can go to Hawaii, which we did do that one year, but that's another story. So that's my tip number one is having some flexibility on the dates. My tip number two is after you decide where you want to go, 
is you want to start, assuming you have to fly there, you want to start looking for airfare. And I usually do airfare next because you can always find a place to stay. But finding those good deals on flights, that's a little harder. So my next step is always airfare. I want to know when the cheapest time to go is because when you're buying five plane tickets, you want to try to get a good price. So what I do is I use Google flights a lot and I'm going to tell you why. Because you can see what the price is on any given day, which is really cool. So for example, let's say we wanted to go to Cancun. You can go to Google Flights and then you type in your departing airport and where you're going. And then when you click on the date, there's like a drop down menu with the calendar and it tells you how much each ticket is on any given date. So you can see when the prices are the lowest and when they are the highest, and you can book your dates according to this calendar. So that really, really gives you like a leg up because you're already flexible on your dates. You know when the cheapest date to fly is, so all you have to do is book flights at that point. So these prices will change every day. They may stay the same one week and then next week you come back and it's going to be a different price. So one thing you can do is create a fair alert, which means you would put in your email address and whenever that price changes, you will get an email. Like, look, you know how you wanted to go to Cancun? These are the prices, you know? You, your ticket price dropped $50 or whatever. So that's really one great way to also be on top of it and be on the lookout. And then you kind of know what to pay at that point. I know how much I can get tickets for whenever I want to go back. And I know, for example, Cancun, the average ticket's probably, I think, $300 round trip. So I know that if we're paying more than $300 per ticket, that that ticket is expensive. But if I find something for $225 round trip, I know that that's a good price. So it kind of has helped me gauge what to expect and how much to pay at that point. So that's a tip. Create fair alerts and use Google Flights so you can see how much the tickets are. I was reading and apparently there is a best time to book a flight and that magic number is 47 days before your departure date and the cheapest day to book a flight is on a Tuesday. One other thing that I wanted to point out is that before we used to stay at at all-inclusive resorts and while that is fine and dandy, um, I wasn't a fan. I was not a fan. The food is not the best. I mean, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. Like drinks, I didn't really feel like I was getting my money's worth because I like more cocktails. I'm not really a beer drinker. And 
in Mexico, they have a lot of beer. <laughs> For me, I didn't really see it worth it. It was convenient, I guess, because everything is right there and you don't ever have to leave your resort. But you're in this like room, like a hotel room, you know, and when you travel with kids, I just didn't like how restricted our room felt with a family of five. So what I decided to do and what has been more cost effective for us too is we do Airbnbs. You can use Airbnb. HomeAway has now partnered with Varbo. So they're the same company. So I use I used to use them a lot too. And I mean, very easy to search for your vacation home just plug in the dates that you're going to go and then you can even filter it by let's say you want a three-bedroom house that is no more than $700 a night you can just give it parameters to search and you can just search and then you'll see all the available homes on those dates so for me I really like that I don't usually tend to spend a lot of time at the house because we're always off doing things I know that some people, when they vacation, love to relax. And in that instance, you know, a resort would probably be a great idea for you. But I am not one of those relaxing vacationers. I mean, a little bit of relaxing is fine, but I like to do more exploring and I like to do more activities. So really, we're just at home to sleep, you know, at night and sometimes to hang out a little bit. But we're actually out and about quite a bit. So for us, the Airbnb just kind of makes sense because you get much more space. And oftentimes, like when we go to Mexico, we'll book a house with a pool so the kids can go swimming in the evenings and we can just like relax out there once we're done, like doing everything that we're doing for that day. So again, that's a personal choice. I find that Airbnbs are cheaper than a resort, but um, I will throw this out there. Sometimes you can go through a company. I think it was last year we went to Florida and we found the home through like an Airbnb type site. And it was, I don't know, let's say $4,000 for a week. For this particular spot, we had to go sign paperwork when we got there and pick up the keys. And their listing price was like $1,000 cheaper if you had gone directly through them. So, I mean, it pays to look at both sites if they have a company that they're renting it out of. You can compare and contrast the prices and see which one's a better deal. Just throwing that out there because I didn't know that. So kind of put me more aware of rental homes and you know how you can check to make sure that you have the the price that you want to pay or the best price the thing with rental homes too when we went to europe a lot of the times or even mexico we don't even see the host they will give you check-in instructions through email like there's a lockbox and here is the code and then you just go in one of the important things to notice though just so you can have good reviews and people will want to rent their homes to you is make sure that you really read the checkout instructions because every home is different and they are like all food has to be thrown away so you can't have like 
a loaf of bread out, especially during COVID now, I would imagine they're even more picky about things like that. But they want you to throw away all your trash, strip like the linens from the beds and, you know, put the towels on the floor so they can wash everything. So just pay attention to those checkout instructions because they're pretty crucial. And I think it really makes a difference between a good review and a bad review. The good thing also about Airbnb is that they have their own kitchen. We go out to eat whenever we go. We go out to eat maybe twice a day, once a day to like a sit down place. And then we order like when we're on the beach, we'll order like food on the beach. There's lots of little restaurants there. And usually we'll eat breakfast at the house and we have plenty of snacks and stuff there. So everyone can get what they want. But that saves you money too versus eating out your three meals or snacking. And then in Mexico, food's so cheap. So it's really not that bad. I think that there is a lot of perks to being in a home versus a hotel. But again, that's us and it works for us. If you are more comfortable staying at a hotel, you can find great packages. One place that I do look for when we were doing resorts is living social they actually have a little tab on the left hand side that says travel you can click on that and then they break it down by destination so you can choose the caribbean or europe or within the u.s and then they show you all these deals that they have and what i usually do or what i did when we were staying in resorts is i would compare the price on living social to the price or what resort to the price of the resort and then you can find the cheaper one or buy the cheaper one that's also a good little resource to have when we're planning our trip I break down anything fun that we want to do I like to book everything ahead of time just so we know what we're doing when we're doing what and I kind of plug it into my calendar look like this day this is what we're going to do And um, I buy all the tickets for that ahead of time. Is that cheaper? I don't really know. But for me, for my sanity, I just do that because I like to know what's going on. So to book different excursions, I've been using Travelocity a lot for that. I think that when we went to Europe, we booked a lot of tours through there. Uh, When we went to Mexico, we booked a couple of things through there too. And they have a great refund policy because when we were going to go to Spain, I had booked a couple of things through there and I was able to cancel everything. No problem. And (laughs) sorry, I just thought of something. When we went to Europe, I had booked a trip to Versailles. It was a guided tour to Versailles. And we got there and we were not on the schedule. And I was like, well, you know, here it is. And I had booked it for like the, that day, that month and date, but like the next year. And they were really good about even that, you know, we were able to still do the tour. And so I have nothing but great things to say about them. So if you are interested in doing like tours and things like that, I definitely recommend them. I like to have everything planned out before we leave. So I want to know how much I'm going to pay for luggage. I want to know how much my parking is going to be, how much, just everything I want to know up front. As far as luggage, we usually only take two suitcases. 
especially when traveling internationally, like the price goes up with the amount of suitcases that you have. And it's not, I think normally what it's like $30. And when you travel internationally, I think it's like 50 or 60. So I think it just depends where you're going. But Christian and Alex have all their stuff in one suitcase. And then the girls and I have everything in the other suitcase. Um, so that seems to work for us. And usually we are traveling somewhere tropic. So our clothes is not very bulky. When we went to Colorado, that was a different story because we had snow boots and we had snowboards and poofy jackets and snow pants and everything. So that was a little bit crazy. I hope these tips help you being flexible with your dates, being able to search for a flight, using Airbnb. Hopefully everyone will be able to travel soon. This year we have not made travel plans. I'm a little traumatized from last year. We still have been unable. I don't know if you guys heard our other podcast about going to Tulum and how our flight was nowhere to be found. We still haven't been able to get our money back for that. I had emailed the the Department of Transportation and they sent out like an email to Interjet, who was the airline that we used. And they replied and they said, look, we're giving out vouchers at this time to be used within a year. And, you know, I'm okay with the voucher because that just means I can go another time. But Interjet has not been able to get back in the air. So I am pretty convinced that we are just going to lose that money. So that really stinks. I'm being a little bit more cautious this year. I feel that by next year, things should be back to quote unquote normal. But it's difficult to say. And I really don't want to book anything. I just don't want to book anything this year, especially international travel so we may do something over the summer that we can just like a quick trip or something but I don't have anything major planned we're going back to Colorado like Christmas time but other than that I really don't have much so hopefully with vaccines rolling out and all that that by next year we will be able to do some traveling We're just kind of playing the wait and see game at this point. So hopefully everyone will get to travel this year and get to do everything that is on their bucket list for 2021. I know 2020 was just kind of shot and a lot of people are resuming traveling this year and that is fantastic. I hope that you and your family make many, many memories and remember that The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So take your first step to traveling with your family and making those memories today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Family Juggles. Until next time, don't struggle with the juggle.